This is Anime DJ's Weekly Rundown 20. Let's get it. Welcome back, everyone. We're doing our normal rundown again this week, and we're going to be starting off with Mashal episode 10, then going to my home hero, the finality, finale, episode 12, and then Hell's Paradise, episode 11, Insomniacs After School, episode 11, Demon Slayer, the season three finale, a banger, and One Piece is on a recap this week, and you guys know we don't mess with that. So, Tyler, get us started, my man. Yeah, so we're going straight to Mashal episode 10 called Mash and the Divine Visionary. So in this one, Dot and Finn take on Love Cute in a close battle before they are rudely interrupted. We're then introduced to a couple of new characters as we close in on the end of season one of Mashal. And yeah, so whoa, did y'all like Love Cute? Or I heard her name. And I just was like, I already don't like this this chick. Like, love cute? Like, do something cool. I don't know. I mean, she, it was kind of fitting of her uh, for what she was going after. She was very manipulative uh, towards men, which I thought was funny. Um, I, I she was not pay, cute, though. I didn't pay attention to the Japanese uh, audio during her thing. Did it say Ski Kawaii? Is that her name in Japanese? I think that would be correct. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. paying too much attention to it. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's the second like manic- manipulative female character we've got in one season. Because we had the other um, chick. I can't remember her name. The silver haired one. Uh, Lauren. Yeah, it's like you got to have another character trope in your uh, in your pocket there. Yeah, especially for the, the ladies. Uh, even Lemon started off that way. So. They're really rinsing and repeating this thing right now. <laughs> GGs, I guess. I yeah. did. I did like her wand though. As you can Yo, call that, it a that wand. Major staff. I think that was a. She called it a wand, but it should have been called like a major staff. I think. Yeah, I think it was cool. It looked yeah, like something. Was... I, it looked out of Yu Gi Oh, dude. Yeah, it was pretty dope. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I just like that she uh, went pretty. She, she had to decide, bro. That, that that was my favorite part. She was asking all them questions in, in the beginning to Finn and Dot because she was trying to decide whether or not to attack them, if it was okay for her to attack them. So, I mean, that was that was bait. Those weren't. I don't think those were like honest questions. Uh, like, do you love me? It's like I don't even know you, dog. What are you on? Yeah, uh, but her dad. She said her daddy said that she could attack anyone that uh, didn't like her or whatever, and. That's, yeah, the, that's, the crazy apple doesn't call, fall far from the crazy tree. I was gonna say that's some sociopath behavior right there. Like, holy shit! Yeah, a little bit, ain't it? But before we even got into that, we we had like a, a mysterious guy on the scene, uh, the guy in the uh, blonde and black hair who turned out to be Rain. What did y'all think about him when we first saw him, like entering the dungeon? Oh, dude, I saw him and I was like, oh, this is Finn's brother. 
And no wonder, no, no wonder Finn is so like anxious about himself because he's just some one liner and his brother's a freaking divine visionary. <laughs> you know, I honestly thought before they showed his face or whatever, Top, I thought it was Mash walking up in there, you know. So, Mash found a can of hair dye in the dungeon. <laughs> no, it didn't show his, his oh, okay, his okay, okay. Or it's oh, show, yeah, it started at his feet, you know. And I was like, Mash got done with a Abyss Razor, so he's walking up in this, you know? And I was like, oh, shit, it's somebody else, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a like little interesting part. I just didn't, I, I didn't know who it might be. He looked very menacingly, uh, menacing like from the get-go. So I was excited. I just didn't know what to think about him. Yeah, but you did see the Alder Dorm crest on his back, so you're like, oh, he's got, he's got to be a good guy, right? I mean... That's fair. That that's fair. I didn't notice it at the time. I just saw his hair, and I was like, "Did Finn get a get another uh, haircut, bro? What's going on? Did he up the dye?" Finn Finn just had a straight straight glow up, dude. He looked like like Kobe in One Piece right there. Hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't I didn't really put it together. Like uh, I didn't think that it was Finn's uh, brother until like later on when they actually said, you know, oh that's my brother, you know. So, GG's to that, I guess. I mean, I feel like the matching hair just gave it away, you know? I yeah, don't know. I just, I just didn't catch, it didn't catch me, bro. I didn't, I, didn't, I don't know. I must have been out of it that night. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Yeah, but but going back to the, the fight with with uh, Love and Dot and Finn, it was mostly Dot doing something. I was, was really surprised by like how Finn like just literally did nothing the entire fight. I don't think we've seen Finn cast like an offensive spell no. in eleven episodes, <laughs> so I'm not he, surprised. He's not fighting anybody for some reason. I would say he's a lover, not a fighter, but I don't. I've never. I've not seen him love either. So the <laughs> <laughs> man's got no bag. He's just a big old ball of anxiety, dude. Yep, a hundred percent. The dorky little brother that doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. I feel like I would have problems too if my brother would, like the expectations are high. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, he might have should have done something else other than go to magic school. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe become an artist, uh, race some horses. You know, get, get do something different because that's a lot to live up to. So I feel kind of bad for our boy. I like how you just pull raise some horses out of your back pocket. <laughs> hey, you you see it? You see it? <laughs> that's off the cuff. I just I'm curious if we're going to get a big backstory for Finn, because I feel like if in this world, if you're born, you say your brother is a double liner and you're born with one line, like do your parents mm -hmm. just throw you in the trash, basically. Like, I, See, like that's I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what they're going to get into. And um, hopefully before the season ends, because that'll be some good, some good story. I think I think it's going to be he's he's he was like raised as like the secondary kid, you know. The parents have the obvious favorite, and then it's not taking care of him properly. That's probably why he's anxious. He don't know no good love, man. Ain't got no good home life. You know what would be interesting if uh, people wasn't born as like two or three liners, it was only born as one, and got it over time. Oh, that would like be it just interesting. Magically appeared. Yeah, that would be hella interesting. We haven't seen a baby two liner or three liner yet, have we? You know, so we don't know. Have we seen a baby yet? Other than yeah, we Mash? saw Mash, but yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, that's true. But, I don't but know, yeah. that's just something to think about. You know, it could happen like that. So, 
that would actually be pretty cool. Uh, add, add some depth to this. But uh, did you guys Pete Dot's like transformation? He turned into a uh, warring cross uh, era. Krezu? I don't know how to say that word. Era Cruz. Era Cruz. Wow, that was a that was a simple one too. I messed that one up. That's that's like German. That's not even Japanese, man. Hey, man, I'm going to Germany later this year. I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> um, but no, I thought that was really cool. I was wondering what kind of power ups they were going to get of like the non two liners because we've seen some of the two liner ultimate moves. Um, but him having that cross in the middle of his head turning into the quote unquote battle demon was fucking tight, bro. His whole look changed up too, which was it was a cool design, I thought. Yeah, definitely. And I like how they have the uh the crosses on his um hairband that he wears or his headband. Because yeah. like I never would have thought that was coming, honestly. Like I well, we had no idea, but like when it happened, I was like, Oh shit, what's going on here? I'm into this. Yeah, I'm hoping some of like the other supporting cast, like Lemon and, and others, um, even Finn. I want to see Finn step the fuck up a little bit. I, I wonder what kind of power ups are gonna give them. Cause like I kind of felt like the the battle demon mode was like a a bit of an ass pull, but we're still at the beginning of this 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 anime. So, did we did the part with Mash and his brother Rain already? We we kind of talked about it, but we didn't talk about the um when he starts attacking Mash and he's using this like arachnid thing that can like gauge magic power because <laughs> he's looking for innocent zero um. Minions, yeah. I guess. Arachnabus. Yeah. Arachnabus. Machine yeah. thing. <laughs> that shit was weird. And so he's like, I'm gonna gauge your magic power and starts throwing attacks at him. And like the arachnabus is having a panic attack because it just keeps rolling zeros. It was so funny. <laughs> I thought it was even better that like Rain thought it was just busted. I th- thought it was like nervous or whatever the fuck he said. He's like, You just need to leave. Get the fuck up out of here. But I yeah, thought I it was just gonna give him away, but I, don't, I mean no one's smart enough to figure out he's just a, a magic, magic, magicless bum. Yeah, and all the different uh, ways that Mash uh, defended himself against Rain, they was they was hilarious, bro. Dude, uh, homie, I was pulled, homie pulled up with a sword as a baseball bat and started swinging away at a hundred swords. Like it was he wasn't so even funny. swinging. He he, he Arachnabus was like, he's in bump formation now. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> That shit was good. That shit was good, man. But my one of my favorite moments of this episode was when the door joke uh, came to, and he actually thought about it. He's like, is this push or pull? Then he actually got it right. And then he was like, oh, wait, I should knock first. He just busted the door open. I was on the verge of disappointment, but they, they came through for me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was trying to knock. But yeah, but yeah, we also got some backstory on on Dot. Uh, just going back to like towards the middle of the episode, and it was cool to see like his character growth. They kind of showed that through his back, his uh, his his little flashback, and that's actually what made him power up to like the battle demon because uh, I think it was his big brother or his father saying, you know, whenever you get real friends who don't take advantage of you, aka bullies, um, make sure you don't let that go. And uh, that's good fucking advice. I got some friends. You know, from my very younger years, and you know, people that treat you well and love you, you got to keep them people around, got to protect them. And that just made him like go off. So I thought that was a good tie in and a good time to do his flashback. I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. Show's been pretty good about that. Um, adding more depth, they kind of, the first few episodes, they, it was just mainly like jokes, like surface level jokes, but it's gotten more serious, giving us some depth and a reason to come back for like the next season, which I, I appreciate from our writers. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's really setting up the next season well, I think, too, because they've introduced the bigger bad than just at the school. So you know where we're going with it. I'm really excited to see where it goes. This show's been great. It really yeah. has. Yeah, well, once... You... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, would you... I was going to go on to what you... What do you guys think about Milo uh, getting taken down by rain, dude? That was fierce. Oh, hell yeah. Milo was like, well, yo, wait. First of all, what is he doing here? Um, because I think... I think Finn and Dot would have had some serious problems with that petrification uh, mess. But yeah, it was it was a nice clean fight, uh low diff by rain. It was it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. Oh, definitely, dude. I just love the fact that Love was like, I might defect to Alderdorf now. Bye. <laughs> and just runs away. <laughs> yeah, she wanted none of it, man. She wanted I, none of it. I she knew better. The divine visionary pulls up at the school and you want me to challenge him? Hell nah. I'm not stupid. I'm a grunt, but I ain't that dumb. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think we got a two more episodes. I think they're gonna be pretty good. I think. So. Yeah, as long as they close out better than my home hero. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get, we'll get I just next. threw his hands up. I, I know y'all can't see that. Uh, see that listening, but he he just he just gave up on us. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to that next. But yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. the episode ended with Mash, like Tyler said, knocking on the door and just blasting it off his hinges. And he uh, came up on Abel. So I think we're getting the big fight at least next episode. It might go too. I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see if they do like an episode and a half of like a big fight and then they kind of close out the season, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they just go ahead and get the, the fight out of the way. I mean, because he's in the room with, with Lord Abel now. He just, like Tyler said, he just ripped the hinges uh, the door off the either, hinges. Either they're gonna get rid of either they're gonna do the fight next episode with Mash or something else is gonna happen downstairs with uh Finn and Dot and them. Gotcha. Or I think that you know, episode twelve, the finale might set up the second season or something like super hardcore, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean yeah. they've already taken down all the fangs otherwise, so like who else is there to go after, you know? Right, it's just time to run the ones and get through this thing. Maybe some um, innocent zero minions, bro. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Nah, I definitely think old Wahlberg uh, just completely lied to uh, Rain, who's the Divide Visionary, just to get him down there, because I think he knew they needed some backup. Ooh, I didn't think about that. I, I was wondering what mm -hmm. Rain was doing down, down there. He said something, but I can't remember what exactly he was talking about. It sounded like he was looking for an innocent zero henchman, so that sounds about right. Yeah, I think it was just a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, a great episode, in my opinion. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this, I mean, this anime has just been getting better and better to me. It's always been fun, but now it's, it's giving us some depth. So good stuff, boys. Awesome. You guys want to get on to our next show? Yeah, my peak hero. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well... Next, we're going to talk about My Home Hero, episode 12, <laughs> the finale, uh, called The Current Happiness. Yeah, well, I'm currently happy because it's over. So. Damn. <laughs> I, was, I, I was going for a little dramatic pause to say, well, that was fucking it. That was that was it. Yeah. That was it. Tetsuo and Matori are locked in their nerd fight to the death, but the police are on their way to the door. Shocker. Basically, uh, Tetsuo, you know, comes in and uh, offs Matori. Shocker, you know, man's got two two bodies, two bodies in his pocket now. Dose. 
Double homicide. And um, the police are at the door, and they're trying to come in because of the noise complaint. And Tetsuo comes up with this, like, hilariously awful plan to get the police not to come in. So his thing was, he said that my daughter's hamster got out, and I've been chasing it around the house, making a lot of noise. I can't open the door to let you in because the hamster might get out, which would devastate my daughter. <laughs> what a crock of shit. <laughs> See, if this was the United States, the police just would have come in. Yeah, they would open the door. They're going to open the door for you. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was happy to see some 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 gentle police work. But that was a bullshit ass story. That sounds like made up. I mean, he's oh. usually pretty good about like making up some bullshit, but like that was hardly believable. Um, it, I think it just like the last episode ended with the police coming or whatever, mm-hmm. and I feel like they wanted to add that tension to it, but then they was just like, "Nah, just get out of here. We're we're doing we're doing something else," you know. It's yeah. just the way this show has been the whole season. So, and like. What I thought was kind of like BS was like, so Matori, we start the episode and Matori has Tetsuo like choked with like a cord from some appliance, right? And he, he it, this is a dub, like he, he's one, right? And like he starts like drifting off in the thought about having lost his son in the middle of a death match and like loosens his grip and then Tetsuo hits him and gets the advantage. I thought that was like a silly plot. I mean, why would you write it? I mean, even the manga, why would you write it to where like he is even in that position and have such a bullshit way out of that? You know, I just thought that was dumb and needless to put that in there. <laughs> um, it, it was just it was just dumb. So not as dumb and needless as the opening scene, which was like young Rika out in the water swimming and like drowning. Like and they made it seem Almost like there was drowning. a sh- yeah, they made it seem like there was a fucking shark coming for like a minute. Like so- it was like. Like when that happened, I thought we done a buddy daddies and skip forward like years, and it really confused me. So it was a flashback. So as Tetsuo was getting choked out, I guess. Oh, he I know, was... I know what it is now. But oh, okay. when it first started, I thought that we skipped forward, and I was extremely pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> That was bad from the jump. That's sad. (laughs) Like they had like seven or eight angles from underwater of I I don't remember if it was her swimming or what. I'm like, is there a shark gonna attack? Is Tetsuo gonna dive in and punch his shark in the nose? Like, what the fuck are we watching here? Yeah, it it didn't make sense until like way later in the episode. It was it was unneeded. You didn't even need to put that in there. Like that whole line from Reika later in the episode two is unneeded. Like, oh yeah, my dad saved me. No shit, Sherlock. That's your father. That's what they yeah, do. That's what they do. That's literally your parents' job. You know what I child. think they was trying to do? I think they was just trying to show off panty shots, bro. That's all it was. That was yeah. like a twelve year old girl. And they were still doing it. They still done it. <laughs> it was she was swimming underwater, dude. The shark attack. had a bathing suit on. Why would you? Why else would you put yeah. those underwater shots of just looking up at her like butt and stuff? I I didn't understand that either. Like that's actually a really good point. That that was also needless. There's a lot of needless wasted time in this in this in this episode in this finale. A lot of dumb shit, bro. Uh, just a ton. <laughs> just a ton. Um. The only part I liked was the flashback to Matori's memory uh, and talking about how he got into the gang and then how he, quote unquote, raised Nabuto. You know, he never picked him up as a kid. I didn't really wasn't in, didn't love his his mother or anything like that. He had never loved anybody, he said. 
And that was the only thing I thought was cool to get some background on. Outside of that, it was <laughs> it was, like, it was a deep minus episode out of oh, from, God, from but, these guys. But at like the same point, like give us that backstory like six episodes ago, not in the finale when you're having a death brawl. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it really took this the anticipation away from the, the actual fight and the yeah. actual meaning of the scene itself. Yeah, definitely. And then like, so like Tetsuo headbutts Matori and gets out of this chokehold. And when Tori picks up a knife and just stabs himself with it, I was like, what the fuck is going Bro, I was on here? Tight with that. <laughs> I was like, what what is going on in this show? Like, you were just it's off the rails. It was like you had a great ending in episode 10 and you just spiraled into shit. Right. Like he gave up on himself, committed, was in the middle of committing suicide. Tetsuo was like, oh, it's my it's my time to shine. Like I, I can go kill this guy now. But when Matori hears the police at the door, all of a sudden he starts fighting back again. Like, you've already gutted yourself, dog. What did you even do that for? Like, it, well, it, it, it's just so I, many things that didn't make sense. What, 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 go ahead. Tyler. I think that he's, I think Matori told us why he did it. I think he said something like uh, he wanted um, to stab himself. That way the police would show up and find him or whatever. And that he would be able to see um, his family's, I guess, look. Like, right. So you can I don't know something about something about like his family seeing his dad as a seeing their dad as a killer, you mm -hmm. know, the two people or something like that. Um, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, it really didn't. Like the whole stabbing. Like I just felt like that was just a thing that they did to make it more wild. I guess. Yeah. The was... only thing I know to say. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna kill myself so your family thinks less about you. Yeah, so that's fucking wild. <laughs> what do, we, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that, Dad? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have any thoughts. I need to chill. <laughs> I need. I need. Oh, I just need to just throw this. I wasted 260 minutes of my life watching the show. I feel terrible yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just to like some other things to like close out. So Matori ends up dead. The police don't find the body. They just leave. He cleans with the apartment. So Kubo gets a call that says Matori's missing, right? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, don't don't chase after him. You're not gonna catch him. And then just kind of lets the whole situation go, dog. He's about to lose 30% of his revenue and he's not even gonna look into it. <laughs> that made no sense. And what about the police? There's two missing people. Well, they were never um, like reported missing. So, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, they're the Yakuza, bro. They're not going to go to the police unless it's some dirty shit. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but you would think, like, even like just throughout their day to day lives, somebody would report them missing after not seeing them for one Nabuto for a week and then oh. Matori coming up. Yeah, but, you, you would think though. Also, the henchman, like mm -hmm. I think he went up there to knock on the door or whatever, and, and no answer. So he called what's his name, Kubo. Kubo, yeah, yeah. You would think that if he didn't answer the door, he would just you know try to check in on him, you know, or something like that. But he's just like, oh, let me call Kubo real quick. Let me let me see what I need to do. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, bro? I was. It just didn't make sense how. They try to justify Kubo not caring with like he has other things to do when literally that man is one third of their revenue. 
Yeah. That's major business. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. This this finale, the, this it wasn't even this finale. The last episode and this finale just ruined the whole season, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think your idea of, like, having uh, Tetsuo and uh, Kyochi team up to take down the Yakuza was a better storyline than this. Oh, I think that, that was hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshi had the out. reasons, bro. Right. You know? So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so after that, Tetsuo cleans up the apartment and he somehow finds a random key truck or Kai truck, whatever <laughs> they are. Like it just, he just gets a truck out of the blue. Yeah. And homies driving around with two shovels and a tarp in the back these trucks don't have like beds like they have beds with like fake sides like it's clear as day that if you're carrying two shovels in a freaking tarp over a body looking shape that you've got Somebody a body in the back of it. Right, like, it's, 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 it's like waist high at best so people yeah. can see in it as you're driving past i mean whether they're in their car or on the sidewalk but so. he goes he goes up into the mountains digs a deep ass fucking hole Barry's Matori, and that's it. That's it. It's done. They go back to living their normal life, still living in the same house. Like I, I don't. If they put Reka back in that apartment, they're psychopaths. Yeah. We got one thing though. When he was digging the hole, he was putting the dirt in the coolers. Why? Why was he putting dirt in coolers? He had two coolers down in the hole, putting dirt in them. Well, so if you bury it back, you have to make it look like it's the same height as it originally was. And if you have extra dirt, it's going to create a mound. So you got to take the dirt with you, right? Yeah, he was trying to keep it flat. That's just what I thought. Um, why why like, not just like, you know, get the dirt, extra dirt and put it in coolers afterwards instead of... Because then he would have shovel marks or he would, you, he would have shovel marks around the, I guess, the, 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 the grave. With some trees over top of it. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it, it was. I thought that was like okay, but like he didn't even bury him in like a deep grave. He hit like I think metal, like a couple feet down. He was like, "Oh, this is fine," and then put him in the hole. I was like, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna freaking you know bury him, bury him, dog. Yeah, six feet's a pretty deep hole to dig, though. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and then then like it, to the ve- the very end of the episode to talk about that, there was like a bad rainstorm. And it showed like the, I guess the drainage for the mountain or whatever it was, like getting washed out. And I was like, that's exactly why you needed to bury him six feet down. No one's looking for him anyway. You have all the time in the world. Tell Kaisen you're going to be late for dinner or you'll be home in the morning, bro. Do it right. So I got uh, something that y'all not going to like. What's up? So one of my buddies on another Discord uh, said that the tsunami that came through was a hell of a cliffhanger kind of deal and that it could have set it up for a second season with it. And Which I just, I just we will not I'm, be watching. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, well, if there's a second season, bro, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> right. They already took, took too much time away from me. Um, yeah. It was, he did all of this meticulous planning, you know, messing with the Yakuza and like now he might have to deal with the police. I know this is supposed to be a 12 episode contained, but I, that was that was marketing. That was marketing. They wanted to leave it open ended so they could have another season if somebody was interested in. Which I'm not. No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> yeah, like he has a, I don't no. think the demons uh, passed this one. 
at the end? No, no, like, no, no. I guess so, since it was the finale, should we do some ratings? I was going to ask you guys to like at least put this to bed on a positive note. Was what did you like about this? I know we wouldn't suggest somebody follow through and watch it, but what did you like about it? Because I don't think it was all bad. Uh, like, you and me go first, Dan? Yeah, I was just like the first like five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. I, I like the Kyochis and uh, Tetsuo's like tangoing. I like that. So Okay. Yeah. Um, that was that. Yeah, that mental game was that little cat and mouse game was really fun. But I, I'm gonna go with what what uh, Dan said after about episode five, stretching it maybe six. It was like okay, this should probably be ending in the next couple episodes. But they had to do six more. Yeah, I mean Koichi was probably my favorite character in the show. I mean he was the most fun to watch, like the most like cal- cool, like calculated guy. And um, yeah. after that, I mean he's probably dead. They probably still killed him. They don't know what happened. Oh, 100 percent, they killed him. Yeah. So uh, like that's another thing I hated, bro. Kiyochi never showed in finale. Like, where's our man Kiyochi? He was a main character, basically. Didn't do anything wrong. Was trying to work to get to get his family's restaurant back and go away with his mother. Ends up getting in the crosshairs of Tetsuo, who had to kill somebody. You know, it is what it is. But he did nothing wrong and is probably dead now for that. We don't which I know. It's very unfair. And now Tetsu was a, 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 a double murderer. Like, I don't feel too great about him at this point. He, he did what he had to do, but, like, he still killed a father and his son. So, yeah. Gotta live with that guilt forever. Yep. But, yeah, let's but, hit these ratings, man. I want to be done with this. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I thought it was mid from the start. Mm. So I was sitting at, like, a 5-2. And, uh, well, that ending tanked it to around a 4 for me. <laughs> um for me it it started around a six I, I tried to take it easy at first it went up to like a six five and then by episode seven i think it was down to a, a low five and then i think i'm gonna end it at like 4.8 yeah i think i'm gonna hit it around the five five and a half mark too so and yeah. like i said i'm not recommending this shit because it's just a waste of time with it the is. last few episodes, so it's like super mid. Yeah, the definition super of mid. Super mid. Yeah, <laughs> we had hella potential though. So the setup was so good. Yeah, it, it had a, it had potential, but shit happens. What are you gonna do? Yep, 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 yep. So I recommend it. <laughs> no, do not watch. <laughs> um, but okay, guys, let's get on the Hell's Paradise. We have Hell's Paradise eleven here, uh, episode titled "Weak and Strong." So. During this episode, we saw characters like uh, Chobi and Gabi Mara begin to understand Tao a little bit, which I thought was really cool, but that was to the antagonist, antagonist detriment, as we saw. Um, there were also some new weaknesses and plot points uncovered, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot going on in this episode. It was really, really exciting to me. I think the best episode of Hell's Paradise so far, um, just like as a general thing, did you guys enjoy the episode? I did, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. It was great. Compared yeah. to that last one, holy, this is a banger. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And like we started off with uh, Chobi fighting that uh, Hochi. They're like the little admin minions for our Tenson, uh people. And we saw Chobi started to regen his body. Because, I mean, I, we, I thought he got bodied. He got hit in the throat and was bleeding out. And then the, the Hochi was like, what the fuck, bro? 
<laughs> but yeah, this it turned man, out he, he like spent a little bit too much time in the uh, the ton uh, ton pit and picked up some attributes, man. And then he started using like Tau, and he could see Tau. It was really cool, man. I, I always like when there's like a secondary like power system in an anime. Yeah, I think I think he's becoming one of my favorite characters. I think Joby. Uh, I'm really hoping that. I know we're getting close to the end, but I'm really hoping that Chobi like sticks around for the second season. So, but. yeah, yeah, I think looking at where it's going, and we have what two episodes left? Uh, yeah, I think two. Yeah. I think it's thirteen. Yeah. I think we're gonna basically get the big old team up at the end of episode thirteen, and then it's gonna leave us with a massive cliffhanger for this big brawl coming up, which just kind of sucks, but it has me really excited for season two. That's just my guess, but yeah, Chobe coming in and like. The fact that he somehow absorbed some of the Tenson powers from being in the Ton pit. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude's just getting tattoos left and right now. Like, there was a scene where he, his, both his arms were broken and he just shakes them and they go back to how they should be. <laughs> Bro's OP now. And like, it's like, what the, what the fuck? What, what, would you learn how to do that, brother? <laughs> yeah. And, and what I like, his fighting is really cool. Like, I, he talks his shit. Like, but what really stands out with me about him is like his love for his brother. Um, you know, going back to the flashback, I know this wasn't even in the flashback. He was talking to the Hochi and he was like, you know, everything changes. I'm not worried about my body. Um, and what's going on. Everything's in flux, which is true. Even in the real world, everything changes all the time. And it's like, there's only one thing that doesn't need to change. And we get to see there in the flashback. He's talking about his brother. He put his eye out so they wouldn't cut up his brother. When, when they were with those bandits. So it's it's cool to see how much he goes out of his way to protect him. Um, so he's a really three-dimensional character. But yeah, the fight scene itself was dope. I really like his personality too. And we got a little scene there too, I think, of Toma, his brother, um, kind of getting worried there at the end because I guess he thinks that the, the uh, Tan is changing him. Kinda. So that's gonna be interesting to watch because what if it actually does change his mind? Um, do something, you know, making him a different person. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw like I think his his uh Toma was saying that like the scars on his neck were turning into like tree like tat looking looking tattoos and they were growing. So yeah, he's worried, but you know, Chobi don't care. He said I'm a, yeah. I'm a G. I'm really like this. I really like this. Um, and it's also cool because he's super smart. Like, you wouldn't know it just by, like, watching him uh, talk to people and how he goes about his business. But he was the first person to notice that, like, the Hochi and the Tensin must have, like, a weakness in their lower body or at least in their abdomen because they grow from bottom to top. He ends up attacking the the Hochi and was correct and, like, just kicks him straight in the navel and makes him a... Uh, Kind of bleed out there. So I'm liking all things about Chobi right now. He he is up there for my favorite character. I don't know who I'd put him in, in front of, uh, who I would put in front of him right now, other than like Gabi. But yeah, Chobi's, Chobi's the boy. Definitely, man. Yeah, the fact that he learned how to actually channel uh, Tao into his like punches in 10 minutes was freaking nuts. Yeah, d- dude, is, he's a genius. He's a genius. One uh one thing I don't like though is that uh um one of our MCs uh Sagiri we just forgot about her bro 
Yeah, we haven't seen her in like what four episodes? <laughs> we just uh, forgot about her. Three episodes at the least. Right at the end, right? Wasn't she with uh Hoka? Hoko? Yeah, maybe they walked but, to the like, door she's and really done nothing though. <laughs> they yeah, get Hoko dirty, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did <laughs> Man, homie lost his head real quick. He's like, oh man, I felt so bad for homeboy. But I have liked how they focus on all the characters that are still alive, not just like the main cast and like bring them in later. Because, I mean, the team up of Gabby and uh, the Dragon Blade is badass. So, oh, 100%. Two like A plus fighters just trying to keep, keep everybody alive. What do you guys think of um, the Dragon the dragon Blade? I'm trying to think of his name. Um, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, yeah. What do you think of his hook? <laughs> oh captain hook over there oh captain hook dude fuji did a bank up job you know getting something in place i don't know where he got all those materials but you know it is what it is i don't know where he found a hook yeah he's, he's just like i healed your hand and gabby mario's just like oh is that what you call it bro <laughs> <laughs> you playing with him shit. over here yeah He's That's like, it's funny. even better than before. He's like, yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> You've got it. Okay, Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah. I also thought May, like, I guess Tamiyama trying to learn Tao from May was actually hilarious. He's just like yeah. slashing people up and he's like, did I do it? She's like, nah, <laughs> dog. Like, you really like, fucking up right strong, now, actually. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> weak, weak, strong, strong, weak, weak. I was like, you gotta learn how to talk, man. Like I'm not understanding what you're saying. Nobody is. Well, she couldn't talk like two minutes ago. She's she's really putting it together right now. <laughs> yeah. So after uh, Chobe took down his uh, Hochi, we moved on to Gabby and Dragon taking on two Hochi. Which the fact that there were two of them blew my mind. Like uh, Butterfly Dude came out of nowhere. Butterfly Dude was cool. That was my favorite one. <laughs> Was that was like a cool design. Cool. I really yeah. did like the centipede guy, though, because like when I looked at his face, I was like, is he a crustacean? Like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> that made my skin crawl, bro. All the centipedes. I'm not a huge centipede guy. Um, I don't think anybody is. No, but like that was, that was creepy. I cut it at like eight legs is enough. Like spiders don't <laughs> bug me, but like a hundred to a thousand legs throw me the fuck off. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was a really cool fight, and um, I I was not surprised at all about how quickly Gabby like learned what like Tao was and how to use it, because we figured he he had some experience with it, even though he doesn't call it Tao. You know, that's just like a local name is what they're calling it on the island. Uh, but even like May was surprised by how quickly he picked it up, and he's like immediately able to like sense Tao, use it in a way and like is able to like to diagnose both of Doshi's uh, weaknesses. I thought that was really cool. Um, but most of the entertainment for this episode came from Tommy for me. I just liked how he was just hacking and slashing. <laughs> hey man, that's what he does. It's all he knows how to do. And he's great get, at it. You don't get the nickname blade dragon without hacking and slashing, dude. Mm hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed, um, having may teach them tell but i did not enjoy the two hochi talking about what may should be Ooh. that part had me fucked up so they went into this whole monologue about how to fully um power up your tau the tencent basically just throw giant orgies mm -hmm. and recirculate yeah. the yin and yang so it's male and female tau energy back and forth 
between them. They be getting it all. And May is basically a failed Tenson because she only has the Yang Ying energy. Ying mm -hmm. is Ying is lady. So she's basically a failed Tenson. So what the leader of the Tenson said for her and her role to stay in the center of the island would be to basically just bang all of the Hochis to help them develop their Tao. And I was like, bro, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like that was that was actually weird as fuck. Uh, they were like, we need your leadership. They made it sound like super like good at first. They were like, we need your leadership. We need you. Blah, 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 blah. But as they get to asking more questions and like going into how like Tao works and the five different parts, they're like, yeah, no, we, we really just need to bang. We so I think, yeah. I think the rest of the, the uh, people, uh, the hermits or whatever, mm -hmm. do you think the rest of them are males and she's the only female? No. no, so it's said that they have yin and yang energy inside of them. So that's how they change sex all the time. So okay. they're basically. So why do they need her though if they can just change to another? Tenson ain't gonna sleep with a hochi. They're they're classy bitches. Yeah. So the 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 hochi actually needed them. Uh, needed uh May. Oh, okay. not the other Tenson. Okay. She was banned because she only had yin energy. Um, and she's not able to transform back and forth between male and female because of that. So that's why she was banned. Hey, and before we get on, I would like to let y'all know I'm heating up. Uh, I, I called this one again. Uh, and y'all know I'm petty and I'm gonna let y'all know what's going on. But yeah, called it. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's a really cool point. But yeah, once they established like why they needed May, I was like, yeah, they got to kill these motherfuckers right now. Well, 100%. we see that too, though. Uh, our boy Gabby being the good man that he truly is. You Big know? strong. Yeah, he just appears in front of her all of a sudden when she starts crying. And I'm like, my man, my man. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty much just like, hell no. Like, I'm not doing this. And they were like, you know, why are you protecting us? Because y'all some fucking weirdos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, but then he like starts talk, thinking about like, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like this is like him. He's like being different than his normal self, which I think is good. I think he's recognizing his personal growth. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool scene. And then they kind of just got into it after that. And he, he like wiped the floor with them pretty quickly. It's just crazy that now we're learning, you know, this is big information that we learn that the Bochu Jutsu, you need to actually have sex to activate it. Mm -hmm. So... I just wonder if Gabby Maru is going to have to, you know, be unfaithful. If if that's going to be no, a situation. No, 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 no. That ain't going to come up. In I, order I, to defeat, you know, have a chance. Like, that. that's a good plot point for the future. And I think we're going to get to see it. That He's going to have to, you know, make that decision. I just wonder who he's going to have to uh, uh, make the decision with. You know what I mean? Is it going to be security? I, I don't I, think that's kind of, Security doesn't know how to use Tao. Come on. I, oh. I think that they're going to find an alternate way to exchange energy. Um, I think that's might be like the most likely thing to happen because, I mean, obviously he got, for plot at least, he got paired up with Sigiri for a reason. She's a woman. They've been also, making a big deal about her being a woman, but now she has like the opposite energy. She has the yin energy while Gabby Murrow has the yang. And it could be Yuzu, bro. You know? Could I also be anyway, so I don't want to <laughs> think about this. 
Gabby Maru is the fucking greatest husband in the world in my he eyes. Really is, don't though. do him that. Don't do that to him. Uh, I think it's gonna happen, bro. Either you think the, so? Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's gonna. Now, whether he makes that decision or not, whether he goes forward on that, you know, I mean, if if that's stopping him, if if not being that strong and getting that strong by doing that is stopping him from getting home to his wife, then he's gonna do that shit. Well, wouldn't that like under? Wouldn't that like undermine the whole plot though? But but he's not dead, you know. I mean, but like it, it takes a lot away from like his main, I'm his main saying, reason for being on the be, island and trying to survive in the first place. I think you're on demon time it. right now, bro. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I don't think I just looked up Bochu Jutsu what it translates to, and it's Art of the Bed Chambers. Oh shit! <laughs> Can we just cuddle, dog? Can we hold hands? No, nah, they're gonna figure yeah. something out. I don't. I mean, they were saying Gabby is already on like Tenson level with like his ability to use Tau after ten minutes. So I don't know if we need it. Well, it yeah, was we'll so they were saying that there were five parts to Tau, but the Bochu Jutsu was the most important for certain abilities. So he might be good at like the other four or a few of the other ones, but to like get your big boy pants on, you got to have that Bochu Jutsu. <laughs> yeah, just I don't take know. your pants off. I, I guess we'll see. <laughs> If I'm right, you know, if if I end up being right, I'm gonna be like bass. I'm gonna come in there swinging. Like, hey, I and I give y'all. you your props. I give you your flowers, <laughs> but we'll see what's going on with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like that's way that's where it's going, and uh, somehow or another. But okay, we'll see. I guess we'll I'm see. gonna write this down, and we shall see. Yeah, if it happens, I'm gonna go. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it, bro. But usually I'm wrong. Like let's just state the obvious. Usually I'm wrong, but here we are. I might be right one wait, time, wait, so, you know. So Tyler, when does Midato show up on the island? Well, next season, bro. It's the opening. <laughs> you, you should get a call before he shows up. Yeah, he'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys want to get the insomniacs? Is that is that, it? Is that everything I want to talk about? I, so. I I don't even have track of where we are on the show. So okay, yeah, okay. we were on. at the end anyway. Yeah, we, Let, we, let's we go to about, yeah. Yeah. I just I'm so shook right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we're going to Insomniacs after school episode eleven. The first stars of dawn. Our main characters awake to their second day of training camp. But first, we get a look into Nakami's tragic past, and the episode starts off. Uh, on with Nakami's mom just being gone. He just wakes up and he's just looking everywhere throughout the house. We finally get some uh, a solid backstory on him somewhat, but I'm still not uh, satisfied because we still have no idea why she left. We just see how she left. So what would y'all think about it? You know, I really don't care why she left because she left. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that answer because her, her, his dad doesn't know. So, like, how are we going to find it out? It's like his mom's just going to... Ma- if his mom just magically shows up in his life again, oh, I'm no. going to be like, I'm calling I bullshit. Hope she, I hope he likes overhand fist her in the nose or something if she shows up. Because that's some bullshit. Well, I feel um, like they could... I feel like they could, like, maybe show her or, like, her reasonings 
and not have the MC or the dad know. You know, that way we would know. You know right, what I mean? see it like through her eyes, like go through the past yeah. in her eyes. Yeah, why she did it, you know. I think I think that could be feasible, but honestly, after what happened in this episode, I think we're past that point now. You yeah. know, that's that's gone. They put it in there at the beginning, that way we could just throw it out the window. So Yeah, I think they were just trying to get this out of the way, but it was extremely sad. I, I couldn't imagine like waking up being like seven, eight years old and like going to say, Hey mom, I'm awake and like she's gone, her shit's gone, and like she just never comes back. Like that would be so traumatic. I'm like very surprised that Nakami is even like a decent human being after something like that. Yeah. No, I mean he goes into it later in the episode. I'm sure we're gonna get to it, but yeah, I I can't even imagine that, dude. I'd be a I'd be a, a nutcase. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But y'all want to get into some more positive things? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was a banger, in my opinion. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. MC McGeary on her journey through her video game life. That's what I want to talk about. That was cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they make it up to what is it? Mitsukejima. Yeah, you nailed that one. Um, ooh, I'm out here. Um, but yeah, no, she's acting like all like the, I guess like the park map is like a an overworld, which I thought was cool. And I thought she was just going to let it go after that. But she's like, oh, look, it's a save point. And I, I, I was really, she did like a couple other things. I thought it was really cool uh, because I definitely thought about that kind of stuff in like my intrusive thoughts. It, it was like a park or something. Yeah, it was definitely really cute. I just love how like, she's like oh look an overall map he's like that's the campground <laughs> and she's yeah, like not none of it having none of it i was cracking up but yeah no they're going there to take some pictures did was the island of mitsuke uh jima what you guys expected i was expecting like some really big nice island and it was like a fucking rock with plants on top of it <laughs> I was in the same boat, dude. I was like, oh, they're going to an island. Like, they're going to go camp out an island right. and be like cool beach pictures or something. But nope, nope, just a big old rock. Glorified boulder. I mean, technically. <laughs> I mean, what they say that like, Japan has over like 2,000 islands? Are they counting all of these? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. I don't think. What? It's That's got, a rock sticking out of the water. It's got island. trees on it, bro. I guess it's technically an island, but like, goddamn. <laughs> I was expecting something a little bit more. Um, I think most people were, or should have been at least. Well, I guess most people in Japan know what it is, so it didn't even phase them, but... Yeah, I know it's just my American ignorance, Dan. You ain't got to say it. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes sense that uh, they go to somewhere like that because they could get that into... They could get the whole island in the picture with the stars, Facts. so uh, it makes it uh, a better picture, I guess you can say, so... Yeah, I, definitely. I get it. Yeah, so. definitely. But they uh they set up their campsite, they're all ready to go, they're all like geared up, like let's go scout some photo spots. And they find this really nice spot to take a picture of the island with like the sky in the background. It should look really great. And it hits like nine o'clock, and all of a sudden this giant like spotlight is just shining on the island. And Nakami just like literally like melts to the floor. <laughs> it was so funny. That was a good little scene right there. But Magari pulls out the um, like the guidebook or whatever, the information pamphlet from the park and the tutorial. Yeah, the tutorial. 
and she's like oh it'll turn off at 11 and i swear to god this man sprung up faster than anything i've ever seen in my life it might not help that i watched it at 1.5x speed but (laughs) (laughs) it was quick it was quick and even at 1x it was quick (laughs) but uh well i'm I'm glad high dive has that 1.5 for you dan Um, yeah i I needed it i was a little uh (laughs) i went golfing for the podcast and my four-hour round turned into a four hour and 50 minute round so what are you gonna do <laughs> it happens to the best of her brother um but uh it was a really nice uh night and it actually comes with some really cool visuals that's one of my favorite things about the show in general is the animation of like the stars in the night sky and like the two characters like interacting with it taking pictures and we got some more of that i mean it only happens every couple of episodes but i really do revel in it when it does yeah so, i really like the scene where um nakami basically just um pulled his camera up and snapped you know like what Mm -hmm. uh sensei said is you know when you want to click the shutter click the shutter and he got a really nice picture of magari yeah yeah so question though would y'all walk across them rocks when it's 10 11 o'clock at night to an island like that would y'all do that yeah you would maybe when i was like 15 like they are i was a little bit more reckless but fall hit your head fall in all i got is fucking magiri to pull my ass at the water it's a wrap and with sandals on too i got too much to lose yeah i would i'd be fine you can swim in that water damn this man taking risks for real for real i've done crazier shit i mean i have but like i'm 30 bro i'm fragile hey aging i'm still 29 bro i'm i saw i'm so young and full of vigor right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 29. I'm I'm in the same boat as Bass. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, walking across that shit. Tyler's like, I have to go outside. Yeah, you wrong walk, for that. You wrong for that. Walk on the beach, bro. Count I'm me kidding. out. I'm kidding. I'm uh, staying yeah. in the. I'm staying at the save point, bro. Chill. Yeah. Well, yeah, walking, walking a hundred feet across some uh, some rocks <laughs> to a quote unquote island. In the dark. And the, you know? see, that's what gives me is the dark. Yeah. Your footing is not great. It's you wet gotta, rocks. You gotta think though, Magari did say there was a save point. So, you know, I'll just like re-zero my ass back to the save point, you know? It's oh. all good. This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I thought it was I thought it was some some really good scenes. Um I also I also loved how domestic this episode was. Just like seeing them at the at the grandma's house. Where they're like little trading um, and seeing them just like go to the store, run around town. I thought it was really cool. Um, just kind of seeing them interact by themselves. No friends, no anything like that. And Nakami ended up liking it too. I'm sure he did. Um, who wouldn't, you know? Well, he said that he said uh, he really enjoyed it because uh, it's the first time that he felt not anxious and uh, he felt not pressured. So. Mm-hmm. And he I get was, that. Yeah, he was saying this is the first time he's ever been able to do whatever he wants all day and then be done, you know? He didn't have to worry about anything else. And I like that's like probably the best part of becoming an adult is you just you just vibe like that, you know? So I definitely think them getting a taste of that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would have killed for this uh as as a kid. You know, you t- you're taking your girl out to the middle of nowhere, hanging out on the beach, taking pictures and just living. Hey, props big sis Magari, bro. Props big sis Magari. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but between uh, Ukugawa and, and, and Haya, 
Nakami's got a lot on the side. The, the, our, both of our MCs do. They've been have some great supporting cast who wants to see their like relationship move forward. It's been cool, man. But this is a really, really good episode. And towards the end, we got a little uh got a mm. little saucy there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Before we get to that, though, you guys can talk about the dividing line. <laughs> oh, yes. This, that's just funny ass shit. This shit was so, so dorky. Magari and um, you know Nakami are basically you know like going to bed at night back at the grandma's house and Magari gives this whole speech about how this is the dividing line you cannot come to my territory and I will not go to your territory until the morning and there's like a sliding door <laughs> and she's basically saying like don't come near me when I'm sleeping bro I don't trust that <laughs> I'm like cracking up we got more. Yeah, that was like the nicest way to say don't be a fucking creep it was so funny. I didn't. I didn't think our boy needed it, but you know, for no, her sake, favorite. you know. So whatever uh, makes I, her happy. I do enjoy that. Uh, this was like the first time that they fell asleep with no problem, and I, I enjoyed that they're throwing that back in there. The the in, the sleeplessness, you know, and it's finally being solved. But you know, not by medicine, not by any of that, just by life, bro. Mm-hmm. It's being solved. Yeah, there was a scene where Nakami is talking about his reason he has insomnia, and the man just has a perpetual case of the Sunday scaries every fucking day. Like, Mm-mm-mm. his thing is, I don't want to go to bed because I know that tomorrow will be worse than today. And it's just like, that's sad. Tr- trauma from when he woke up and didn't find his mom there. And like, he can't pin it on that, but that's definitely what it is. Like, yeah, he even tragic. said he, did, he was, wasn't sure why he can't go to sleep other than that, like, feeling that he has. Uh, I because think I think that memory was down. like. Well, sometimes what happens like people when they go through like traumatic situations. I'm sure waking up to your mother being gone is one of them. They like they mentally block it out because it's like too much. Yeah, he did what say he did say that uh, it was kind of fuzzy, so um, that that could be a reason why too. So yeah, that's definitely a memory repress. That's not something I want to think about. No. Yeah. I hate to jump around, dudes, but this this really annoyed me. Back to the dividing line in that evening. She, like, shuts the door uh, and then texts him. Yeah, well. Bro, he's, she, he's, like, 10 feet away from you. Open the fucking door. It's 2023, baby. <laughs> this is how we do it. You got to remember, these are, like, 15-year-olds. That's what they do. Oh, my God. Why are you yep. texting me? I'm right here. But, hey, it's the children's. It's the children's. We did learn how to make gyoza today, too, so that's exciting. Yo, so I actually know how to make that stuff, and his folding technique was A1, by the way. Oh. That was real folding techniques. And yeah, he, no, that, he was, that was legit. It. That was legit, yeah. yeah. What about Magari's? Um, like he said, like she was trying to use too much of the filling, which is a big problem. I had that problem the first few ones I made, because uh, they just it, it's easy to tear like that. that, that, that I'm going to call it paper, for the lack of a better term right now, that sheet of uh, pastry but yeah it was cool to see that and like him using like a real cooking technique instead of like just and having it all folded up so i love little shit like that definitely well do you guys want to get to the big saucy moment yeah super saucy so while they're at the supermarket they purchased a watermelon and nakami was like we didn't need a watermelon she's like no we did that's the first day that's the taste of summer right there and they're eating this watermelon late at night. And this is when Nakami basically told 
Magari his secret of why he can't sleep and his anxiety and everything else. And he's like having a, he's breaking down, like he's crying. And all of a sudden our girl goes in for the big old kiss. It finally happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she had to move like four feet for that one too. She, she snuck in on that real quick. Uh, I love that they made it happen after he got done wiping his tears and putting his glasses back on. And then it just happened. I, I loved that. So. I did like the way they did it. Yeah, it was it was very cute. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see it coming. We we was just like him, you know. He just puts his glasses back on, and there she is, and it it just happened. Mm So I was a big fan of that. Yeah, it was it was a cute little moment, and then uh, it it actually got really funny after this. They (laughs) it's their first kiss. They don't know how to act, and uh, Nakabe starts like walking away. You know, he he doesn't know how to react. They're both like, like, I need to process. He's like, I need to process this. (laughs) Yes, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, and homeboy forgot where he left his body. Uh, during this out of body experience, and is just walking straight oh. towards the sea and walks into it like just str- full stride into the sea. Uh, Magar's like, "Yo, stop, stop, stop! You're gonna walk into the kaplunk." And I just—it uh, was so funny. He was just so uh, out of uh, disoriented by it. Yeah, I texted, I texted, I texted Danny Bass in the chat. I was like, "Bro, this man is lost in the sauce right now." <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you were saying something else though. That's why I never mind. We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was a cool little scene. And then she like pulls him up out of the water and uh what did she say? She was like, Oh, it's 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 weird to look you in the eye right now. And they just both bust out laughing. So but yeah, and then he goes, well. Yeah, it did. And then he goes to kind of say something about how he feels about her, and she's like, wait till our final uh, our final destination or whatever, you know, the final act of the trip, which I think is next episode. Or two more? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I would say it would probably be next episode because we'll probably get uh, a little special something probably on the finale. So yeah, because like, that's what they're after, heading like the know? next day. Yeah, that's where they're heading the next oh. day. So I think it's going to be next episode. Nice. But I mean, the Riz about Magari. She says she said, "Let it fester." Yeah. Chill Put out. Put her fingers up there and just like no. <laughs> wait, wait. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, uh, and they they wasn't really awkward kind of after it happened, like most people are, you know. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit awkward, but they made it funny, comical, I guess. So yes, yes, they did a good job at that. I was I was they, impressed by the how they handled it, and they talked um, about it too. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, I think what made it easier is that he fell in the ocean. I think yeah. that really helped them out there because they were just very <laughs> silent and like staring at each other before that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was a great way to uh, cut the tension, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite moments, though, was uh, after he got back out, he's holding his glasses. And he's just like, Where's my glasses? Where's my glasses? She's like, Stop, stop. They're in your hand, bro. He's like, that, Oh. <laughs> that is definitely like, I've seen people who wear glasses do that same shit, though, when they fall in the water. They're like panicking and it's like, Dude, chill out. It's in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> they like instinctively grab their glasses it's impressive um but i just love how like overhyped he was like this girl just kissed me i just fell in the ocean where are my glasses i did love his uh Honestly, his, realistic his victory pose after she walked back inside oh, both i was arms trying yeah, yeah, i was yeah. trying like bro this is rocky balboa right here dude <laughs> man was on the top of the world bro i, I don't yeah. i don't blame him 
And they both slept like babies that night. Look at that. Shit, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. That's a big day. It's a lot of <laughs> emotional drainage coming out that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I've been enjoying this uh, show a whole lot, so. I have, too. <laughs> oh, come that. on, Dan. Yeah, okay. You, you, oh, you, I thought you were being facetious. Yeah, no, okay. imagine that. Yeah. I have to. It's been fun. A lot better than the ending. If they they butcher the ending of this like they did with my home hero, I'm swearing off of anything that's not a shonen at this point, dude. I don't I don't <laughs> see how they could butcher it, but I don't know. Usually this stuff ends on a happy note, so Yeah. I, I, I was suspect of this. Um once we figured out there weren't gonna be any ghost. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this has been impressive for me. Uh, I've really this is like a semi introduction to the genre been enjoying it definitely awesome you guys want to get into demon slayer yes sir always all right so this is the big finale of season three a connected bond daybreak and first light while mitsuri holds off hatred tanjiro nezuko and genya struggle to catch hantengu's main body they eventually end up in a field where this will be their last chance to be ahead the upper ranked demon so the episode started right back where we picked off last episode with Tanjiro chasing Huntengu's quote-unquote main body. And Tanjiro's thinking about past battles, Genji's throwing fucking trees that like, was all over the place. Like Genji is, is going up the rankings for me for Demon Slayer characters. And but continue, sorry. So, you know, there's a bunch of flashbacks to these awesome last battles and everything, but... Tanjiro's having a hard time catching up to him, and he remembers back to something that Zenitsu told him about how thunder breathing works. And Homie, just out of the blue, learns how to do the fucking thunder step and flash or whatever it's called, and mm. bolts across the goddamn woods. I was like, holy shit, Tanjiro, how'd you pull this one off? What'd you guys think of that? And with a broken, like with a screwed up uh, ankle, leg, yeah, a broken like that, foot. Uh, I was, I was like, no way. This man is literally like learning how to do all the breathing techniques. Like they're, they're just setting us up. They're setting so, us up for the next arc, I guess. What I thought, I thought it made sense, um, because we already know that the you know demon slayers can like help stop bleeding or like heal themselves a little bit. With, through their breathing forms but what i thought was cool is like so sun breathing what, what he's learned um is the original starting point for all of their breathing forms so it's not like not too far-fetched for him to actually be able to do this because he has like the master technique down so this is actually a subset of what he can do and that's why it's so powerful that's why they, they recruit people from that family so i thought it was cool did he learn it a little quick yeah but I thought it was I thought it was a good moment. It was fucking gas. It was what it was. Gas. It was yes. fucking gas, bro. It's holy holy shit. This whole whole episode was gas. Um but before I, we I, even get into it, I mean I I was saying I think last episode or the episode before of, of our rundown that this season was underwhelming, but they fucking did it again with their last couple episodes. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that where it lies until we get into it a little bit further, but amazing. Yeah. So what happens next? I think uh I think uh our boy Tandro gets his gets his new sword, right? I think that's the next thing that happens. Well yeah. as before that, 
That uh, that's the soon, but before that, basically, he comes to slash Hontengu, the main body, and all of a sudden, it grows to be like eight feet tall. Yeah. So I guess this is our last form. I thought there was gonna be another one coming, but I thought it was gonna be a little more intimidating than that. But um, basically, Tanjiro goes to behead it because he's just so pissed off at this guy, and um, his sword isn't sharp enough, and he lodges it in his neck. And basically, Hontengu continues to run away like a little bitch. And then we get to the point where they basically careen off a cliff. And um, I think I think you got the order a little messed up, but I got you. Um, I think uh, so. They run through the woods. He starts cutting his neck, and then we have that bigger monster show up. Is that is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. And he starts getting choked out. Ginya comes in and is trying to like free him. But I think Nezuku knocks them off the cliff. That's when that happens, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, and then Nezuku knocks them off the cliff, and I'll, I'll let you go back to continuing. Bro, I thought I thought his head was gonna be popped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that that goldfish looking bulb on it, dude. Yeah. No, I mean uh, I'm talking about Tanjiro's, bro. I oh, thought his head was yeah. gonna be popped. Yeah, he almost had him <laughs> choked all the way out. I came in and, and clutched up a little bit. I mean, the best he could. But, you know, yeah, Nezuko I mean, is always, you know, saving, saving my, my man's ass. But yeah, so they like careen off this cliff. Tanjiro's lying there down bad. I mean, dude's got like probably 30 broken bones at this point. And Hantangu mm-hmm. um, starts running away again. And he's like, I don't have the energy to get him. And they notice the sun coming up, which leads to some very tragic moments. But um, basically, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes. So, got you. Um, so, they fall off the cliff. Um, the body is still one piece. And Tanjiro's having a hard time getting up, but he gets up eventually. And that's when we have the Miss Hashira throw him the sword. He, he goes, you know, I would say demon mode mostly, but that's confusing for this. Uh, so, he, <laughs> he, he, he goes plus ultra. And, like, he actually cuts off the head. And he thinks he's won. The sun's coming up. and he goes back to like take care of Nezuko and it's like, you know, we won, we finished it. And then Nezuko's like, wait, no, 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 no. We have to go. He's like, why are you trying to go out into the sun? She points and Hantengu's body is running towards some swordsmiths and he's confused. And then he realizes, Oh, that must not, that must be another f- form of his. And we've come to find out it is resentment because he sees the mouth open on the head. He said, that's not Hantengu. Hantengu, I think it has like, Fear. Fear. Yes, it's fear. Um, before we get into that, did y'all want to talk about Hantingu's like backstory? I thought it was really cool and telling about his powers. Hey, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the dude sucked. I mean, yeah, it, I thought it was a cool backstory, though, guys, because he like he was uh, he was like pretending to be blind. Um. And he said he he wasn't stealing from people, but obviously he was. He's like, these hands, these hands are, are doing something on their own, which is bullshit. Uh, then he actually murders somebody. I think was it was the other blind person or something like that, or someone that was helping them. And he, does, he, doesn't, he never remembers doing any of this stuff. So I was thinking maybe he had multiple personality disorder. And that's why he has all these like different emotions inside of him. 
Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I was getting. You know, he kind of reminded me of um, there's a movie. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a movie where a guy has multiple personality disorders and he like can't remember things the other ones do. So it's kind of the same vibe right there. And I thought that was a really cool attribute to introduce for him, especially since his demon ability is basically to have multiple forms with split personalities and emotions. Right. And that's how he like maintains his like self-identity of being a good person. Because it's it really is never him, quote unquote, doing these things. It's whatever these other per- personalities are doing. And I think that's cool how that came out in like his demon form. It like showed. Sick as fuck, actually. I thought it was great storytelling. Definitely. Definitely. And it just, of course, when he's on his deathbed ready to be or, uh, you know, executed, old Musan shows up and says, hey, you want a chance to live, buddy? <laughs> Got you. What a bastard. Good, good old Michael Jackson. <laughs> the smooth criminal. <laughs> Michael Jackson giving, you know, a piece of shit a second chance of being a bigger piece of shit. There we go. <laughs> hey, I heard you're going to get murdered. I mean, uh, executed tomorrow. You want to live? <laughs> but yeah, going back to Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Hantengu's headless body running around. Um, Tanjiro is having an internal crisis at this point. He doesn't know what to do because the sun's coming up. Nezuko is getting burned by sunlight, and he's trying to decide what to do. He can't. And um, we get a very, very selfless move out of Nezuko, and she basically kicks Tanjiro off of him, off of her, sorry, to go save the swordsmiths. And you could just see it in Tanjiro's face when he's flying through the air, like what she did. And it was absolutely heartbreaking to see, guys. I was like, no fucking way. This isn't how she goes. Like, this can't be it, you know? Yeah, I was I was having my own panic attack when this was happening. I mean, because you could see that Tanjiro was having a hard time choosing between the swordsmith, three of them, and, you know, body blocking his sister from the sun so she doesn't vaporize. Um, I thought the voice actor actually did a great job. And they like, kind of like honed in on his breathing. It was like stuttered. And that just kind of like made you feel like he was actually having a panic attack and was not calm. And like, you know, the breathing being the swords, you know, the uh, demon slayer's like biggest asset. That's what that's where their power comes from. It really like mirrored how powerless he felt because he was. He didn't know what yeah. to do. He had two terrible choices to make. But yeah, Nezuko, Nezuko like kicking him off. I was like, please don't die. There's please, please, please. I was like, I had my hands on my head. I was, I was, I was distraught. Yeah, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of us have uh, read the manga, right? No, no. So we didn't know if she was living or not. Like we, I assumed that she was dying. I, I assumed she was dead. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, so I was crying. Just so yeah, <laughs> I don't know my job. I was crying. Not gonna lie. So. I uh, I I got I got emotional, but I, you know there it was there was no man tear to be seen uh, this day. But yeah, no, I was I was I was definitely on the verge. It was a you know we can explain it to you the best we can, but you, you got to go watch this. This it's the second you get a chance. It's one of the best Demon Slayer episodes I thought, and and this is peak. This is peak Demon Slayer. They were in their fucking bag. During this and to be honest, episode. like the fighting wasn't what made it peak. It was the the storytelling. Honestly, I thought mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and that's a big change from how Demon Slayer normally goes. It's usually the fights that carry it. 
Uh, it was the emotional state and the, the stakes here, which was a, a good change of pace. I think they need to do this because, like I was saying earlier, I didn't think this season was too good so far. Um, but they pulled the, 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 you know, the rabbit out the hat here in the last 50 minutes and really clutched up. And now I think this is probably, because of this episode, it's probably one of the better Demon Slayer seasons. Um, overall, yeah. eh. But the, the, the last, this last episode and this episode here, great stuff. Top tier. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that Tanjiro landed and kind of gained his composure and did a combination thunderstep and flash sun breathing attack. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was fucking hard, dude. And he just blew Hantangu up. Like he used basically his sense of smell to realize that he was in his, he was in like in the heart of this headless body that was going around chasing these swordsmiths. And uh, he just lit him the fuck up. Like it was incredible. Yeah, it was a great moment. And then he like breaks down after because he realizes that there's going to be nothing, literally nothing left of Nezuko. And the uh, swordsmiths are like, just looks. He's like, look behind you. He points, and there's our girl, best girl of the series, uh, standing there. And she can talk now. I thought that was an interesting uh, thing to see. She can at least say some basic sentences now. So the voice actor isn't hasn't gotten fired. That's good to know. So what was <laughs> your thoughts? Girl- on like the camera moving up to Tanjiro, you know, like the uh, shuffled, uh, you know, gate walking up to Tanjiro. Did y'all have did y'all have a feeling that it was uh, Nezuko, or did y'all just think it was just some weird camera shit going on? I thought it was gonna be Nezuko's burning body crawling to Tanjiro when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, this is dark. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought we were supposed to see Nezuko coming out there like that. So yeah, I mean, after how Tanjiro said, you know, there's literally nothing left of her, not even bones. When he pointed out, I figured she was going to be okay um, because they wouldn't do that after my man just got done crying. That would be so terrible. Um, that'd be really fucked up for for the lack of a better term. Um, but the the camera work was cool though. Um, they spun the camera around, but they kind of like hugged one of the swordsmith's shoulders so they couldn't see it. So you couldn't see Nezuko as they flipped it around. But that was a nice little piece of animation, how they did that, actually. Yeah, and I want to say, too, before we get into anything else, the animation for this entire scene in the field was insane. Like, it was absolutely stunning. The sword techniques were stunningly animated, but the environment itself was like jaw-dropping how well they did this, in my opinion. Yeah, all like the individual blades of grass in the field getting blown like waves. It was it was really cool. Shit looks like Studio Ghibli, dude. <laughs> For real, bro. They 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 really brought out all the stops. They they weren't playing about this season, uh, taking up the the animation in a way. I thought it was more like the environment that they did better than the actual moves. Because it's just standard Demon Slayer stuff, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Definitely. So Tanjiro sees his sister, and it, it was such a touching moment. I'm sure Tyler was crying even again after this. I I cried like three or four times during this episode. So yeah, <laughs> not not all sad moments. Someone was like the excited like hot moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got me excited tears, you know. I don't know. I I just get emotional wreck, bro. Sometimes. So <laughs> I feel that. I feel that, dude. But yeah, I mean, 
Nasuko just starts being able to like put out like small sentences. She's just saying like Yukata, you gotta yeah, Yokata, which is just Dajobu. like thank goodness, thank goodness, yeah. thank goodness. That's all she's saying. It's like, oh my god, man, this is so touching. And she's just copying Tanjiro. That that's what uh that's what he kept on saying because he was just like, Thank goodness, you know, you gotta Dajobu, are you okay? You know? So mm-hmm. um in the middle of this, we kind of went back to the fight between Missouri and Hatred. Um, I didn't like it because of how Missouri was acting. She kind of just gave up. It didn't like she was badly injured. She just kind of like was like, I can't do this anymore and like stopped fighting. I, I was super hyped on Mitsuri before I saw this. Like, did that change how you guys viewed her in a way? Because it seemed like all the other Hashi were like fight to the death and go hard. But it didn't like she was like seriously injured or anything. I think it was more just pure exhaustion. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, she's she's got done like uh, doing a lot of stuff before she come up to him, and then uh, that dude's no joke, really. You know, uh, he's got like what five dragons, and he's literally not using any energy himself, and they just keep on regenerating no matter what she does. Like, imagine how long she was there fighting, and yeah. her fighting style is wild. Like she's moving around and shit the whole time, so. Yeah, I mean, there was a really interesting scene, too, when um, Resentment was talking. He was basically, you know, trying to get away. And he said that he can't regenerate because Zohakuten is, which is hatred, the demon that um, Mitsuri is fighting is just using too much of his energy because they have a mm-hmm. shared energy pool. So I thought that was really interesting. So she did her job. You know, she kept she them, did. She kept them preoccupado. That's all you could do. True, I mean, true. it's it's not like you could kill him because they're just going to regenerate. Even if she got to the main body, he was just going to regenerate because it wasn't the main body. Or I meant, I said when they got to the main body, but I meant Hatred's body. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just felt like she was just uh, trying to hold out. That way he wouldn't chase Tondro. That's what her whole goal was. And I, I think that she just finally realized that she couldn't do it anymore. She was just too tired, you know? Yeah, I, I just wish they would have, like, I guess, like, ended the fight in a different way. Maybe, like, she does look a little bit more injured instead of just being exhausted. Uh, maybe exhausted and injured or something like that. It just, I didn't think it was, like, a good look. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just, after all we saw from her, how powerful she is, how how sturdy her body is, I thought it was just the inappropriate way to end the fight um instead of her just going out swinging you know i would have accepted that a little bit better than her just saying oh i can't do this anymore and just getting gobbled up yeah i feel that but thankfully when she did get gobbled up didn't matter exactly (laughs) she immediately got freed so i mean ggs to her though amazing stuff do you guys want to get into muzan hell yeah this was fucking awesome scene so basically, um, so Muzan has the ability to see what all the demons that he's given his blood to, or people that he's given his blood to determine the demons. He has the ability to like share their thoughts and see where they are and everything else, and who knows when they die. And he basically finds out that Nezuko is the chosen demon. She conquered the sun, which is his only goal in life. This whole show is about him finding a way to conquer the sun so he can just live immortal and do what he wants. And um, basically, it's a cut. It's like cuts to him at this house where he lives as a child, 
and it's the mom and maybe like a, a servant or something like bringing them tea mm-hmm. and they open the door and this room is just torn apart like books everywhere like furniture flipped over and she's like oh if you need help finding a book i can help you and it just cuts to his face and homie looks insane <laughs> like <laughs> he's giddy homeboy he's- is so happy and um, he instantly just turns around and cuts off the, his mother's head or his fake mom's head. And it's so fast that the servant just goes, what happened to your head, madam? <laughs> I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. It was so dark. Yeah, but like, moves on transforming. And then she like then I guess like the maid or nanny or whoever it is like bringing him tea. She was too afraid to even move because who wouldn't be? Um and then, like, he's just getting bigger, transforming into a man, ripping through his clothes, and he just turns around and cuts her arms and head off at the same time. She just hits the floor. It was sick. It was actually sick. So he he gave up his little kid gig and was like, yeah, I got my, I have my goal now. I time just loved go full demon he, mode. I loved how he casually just walked through the door after. There was <laughs> a little detail that I saw. You see, he, he went out of his way to step over the books but like kicked those two ladies' legs on the way out. And I just like showed like this showed like how like much disregard he has for human life. And I thought that was a cool little detail they put in there. Yeah, he don't care. So Hell all no. he cares about is uh Nezuko now, so Yeah, I mean the reason he's been turning people into demons is to try and find one who can conquer the sun. And he literally was like, I don't need to turn anyone else into demons. Like I don't need to do this anymore. Like I have my goal. And we got a really cool flashback to the uh, the Heian era of Japan, too, with basically Muzan's backstory, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, they told us, one, that he was about a thousand years old or a little bit older than that. Um, and that he actually started off as a sick kid. And he was taking medicine from his doctor who he thought was very incompetent. And he thought he was going to die anyway. So he was like, you know what? I'm tired of this dude. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. So he takes some medicine. As soon as the guy turns around to like, I guess, make some more whatever he's doing, muddling some some herbs. Um, yeah, he puts a knife through his head, back of his head, which is something else. It takes a lot of force. Um, and then on top of that, he realizes that the medicine is working and he's turning into a demon. So I thought that was really crazy how he got turned into a demon. It wasn't even by his own choice or he just got was in a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's another tragic backstory. I mean, like, yeah, you're going to die, but now you have to live forever. You can't go in the sun. So, like, I don't know which I'd rather have. I mean, I don't go in the sun regardless, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, it kind of made me feel for Muzan a little bit. I mean, he's just in an impossible situation. Um, Still don't like him. He has no regard for human life. Uh, That much is obvious, and he never has. Uh, but it's really just resentment ha- about him being a sickly kid, which is, I mean, that's always sad. Sick kids ain't cute. So I loved how they showed the fact that, you know, he's always been after the blue spotter lily, but it's just because he wants to, um, in, he doesn't know how to use it to, you know, further his cause and getting out in the sunlight. He He wants it that way he can start researching it and trying to figure out a way. Because he thinks that the doctor was onto something before he killed him, uh, so I, I really enjoyed that they put that in there because we just assumed that the blue spider lily 
would just magically uh, get rid of his problems or whatever. But he doesn't even know how to use the blue spider lily, even if he did find it. So now he's got Nezuko, and all he's got to do is basically eat her, and his problems are solved. And fortunately, uh, well, unfortunately for Nezuko and Tanjiro, uh, the you know, Nezuko is a whole lot easier to find than a blue spider lily, apparently. So, yeah, he can just go straight for his goal instead of trying to figure out medicine. Um, because, yeah, like you said, like the blue spider lily is both the flower, which he has looked all over Japan for and hadn't found, but he also has to make it into the blue spider lily medicine, which he also doesn't know how to do. Yeah. So. His life just got a little simpler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, take the cheat code. Why not? Right. Shortcuts for days. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. After that, we get a really touching scene with uh, Tokito thanking Tanjiro and Mitsuri joining them. And it's a big group hug. Everybody's happy. Nobody died. And it was really, really touching. But um, I don't know if you guys want to get into that at all or if you want to get into the next part with. Uh, I, just, uh, I just loved Ginya's face. Oh, that was so hug. funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Homie had a fever of 110. <laughs> he was red. Like, Is this love? He was red. Holy. Bro, if there was an ocean nearby, he'd be walking into it too. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get a kiss. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I thought that, that, that whole scene, um, especially uh, Tokito, the Miss Hashira, saying, you know, thank you so much. You know, you pretty much unlocked all my memories. I'm, I'm me again. Um, which Tanjiro didn't know at the time. So that that was really cool. I'm glad he got to thank him, like, you know, face-to-face for that instead of it just being part of the plot and they moved on. So that was a good way to wrap wrap that whole thing up. Yeah, definitely. We also got another scene with Lady Tamayo writing a letter to Tanjiro, thanking him for all the blood from the upper ranks as well as Nezuko and things like that. And um, we learned some interesting things that Nezuko's blood keeps changing as times progressed, whether it's. We don't know why yet, you know, I don't think they went into that, but, um, you know, there's definitely a bunch of theories out there based on her relationship to sun breathing and, you know, the demon slayers and everything else. But um, it kind of went into why she hasn't regained herself yet, because they had another demon that they cured using Nezuko's blood and he regained who he was and he's living with his family still mm-hmm. now. But Nezuko has it and Lady Tamayo is basically like theorizing that it's because she has a bigger purpose in life right now, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Lady Tamayo, one, she she healed that man and got his sense of self back, which is a, a really cool uh development like you said but yeah she's still acting like a child and it's still like i guess half of a demon at this point um since she can talk and she mostly has a normal appearance but yeah i, I wonder you guys need to have any speculation about what that purpose is that she hasn't regained her sense of self like her higher purpose i think it has something to do with tondro because if if the fact of her throwing you know, Tanjiro away from her was the thing that broke it, then it had to have something to do with Tanjiro. So, yeah, I think it's basically, you know, protecting her brother is what I'm thinking is the reason for the, you know, more important than her sense of self. Um, you know, I don't know if she can still use her badass demon powers if she kind of regains that. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I was thinking more she kind of like wants to go ahead and stop this whole cycle of people getting turned into demons. Um, that would be a good, you know, higher purpose for her to do um, because she did choose people over herself in that moment. And that's why she overcame the sun, conquered the sun, as they say. Um, but it, it'll be cool to, as they like go more into that next season. I think I think Nezuko still has her powers. All of them. Do y'all, that do y'all think that? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I think, think she so. will. I think she will. She's not going to be very useful if she doesn't. Yeah. I, I just I just wonder how um how demon mode is gonna affect her uh, situation now though like does it make her I don't know we'll, we'll see I, I we'll think see. she'll have more control of herself um because we saw in the entertainment district art where she just kind of went berserk and yeah. was and was chop trying to chop up everybody I think she's gonna be able to do that but like control herself and and. You know, listen and strategize with Tanjiro a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Which they will need because Muzan's about to pull the fuck up. Well, it's gonna. I mean, based on the name of the ex, the next arc, the Hashira training arc, we're gonna be getting some some heavy hitters joining the team. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. They gonna be jumping, and I'm here for it. But I'm also excited to see what kind of powers Muzan has because those got it's got to be nuts, man. I, I, of course, he's gonna be able to do some hand to hand, but like just seeing what kind of demon. Demon art, you know, he has is is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be really interesting. Um, is it th- is this the final arc? You guys know? No, this uh, Hashira training arc is like a very short arc uh, before oh. it gets into, I guess maybe the final arc. I don't know. Um, but Got this it. is supposed to be like a very short arc. Uh, yeah, hopefully I- they do what they did with the Mugen train and entertainment district and they make it like one long season i don't want to watch like six episodes and have to wait again dude i'd be so sad yeah yeah um we'll see i guess uh i don't i don't know how it's gonna go but my buddies that like read the manga or whatever said this is a pretty far uh My buddy said that this was a pretty fire uh, arc coming up, so even though it's short, so hell yeah, we're gonna get to see the rest of the Hashira. Yeah, hopefully they don't milk it like AOT, um, <laughs> and it ends uh, promptly. Yeah, or, like I said, in, in the appropriate amount of time, um, because I think they could drag it out if they wanted to, but we'll see what what, what approach they take. Yeah, we have so much more to see too, not just moves on. I mean, we have upper ranks one through three. Because oh, they'll yeah. be back, like. Who knows if Muzan made another six before he decided to not um, make any more demons. I mean, like, he might have another three guys, too, another three upper ranks. Like, maybe a couple guys get promoted. Like, we could have some big heat coming up here. I'm excited. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and I wonder if he's going to, like, send the three upper ranks or is just going to go for himself. Because, I, I mean, if I was one of the three upper ranks and he's like, go get Nezuko uh, so I can go in the sun, I would just eat her myself at that point. And try to overtake Muzan, but we'll yeah, Muzan would just see them at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm really excited. And we did. We didn't get to the ending yet. We still have a little more. This is a long episode. That's. It was so hard to figure out how it went. I mean, it was an hour long, and um, well, the ending was really touching. Basically, um, you know, Tanjiro talks to the chief of the Swordsman Village. They thank him, and the the Koku Shit. 
Shibo Kokubisho. The, uh, the sword? No, 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 no. The um demon slayer who have to um carry him back to the butterfly mansion. Oh, I, I don't remember no. what they're called. Shibo is the one of the upper ranks, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well I'm way off yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the one with that looks like Tanjiro. That's uh Kokushibo. <laughs> Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm way off that. I'm pulling names out of my ass, and they ain't, they ain't, they ain't the right ones. But uh, yeah, so basically, she's like, "Oh, you need to put on this mask and you know plug your nose again because we're going back, and you can't technically know where this village is." But they come out, and you know people are yelling "thank you," and she takes his mask and off, and the whole village is there thanking him. There's like a full on parade of everybody like thanking him, and it was a really touching moment too. I mean, he really. He saved he saved the whole village so yeah he got his naruto pain arc uh celebration after <laughs> takes off the blindfold and it's just everybody you know throwing confetti and saying thank you tanjiro that was fucking awesome and he won't even take all the credit for it either he's like everybody did a good job that's just tanjiro man yeah he's just a good dude heart of gold that guy it was just I, you guys haven't seen an evangelion right no. I have not. No. The end of it is literally just everybody going in a circle going, congratulations. Congratulations. Every character. It's like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> but this did a really good job with that. <laughs> it did. It was very heartfelt. They knew he uh, he put his, uh, his his heart and soul into this. He put his body and his life on the line. Him and his sister's body left on the line. So Definitely. Good was, good way to wrap up this, the, the season, though. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Too. That uh, they was like, "Where's Nesco at?" And they was like, "Oh, she's she's in the box. She was tired. She's sleeping, bro." <laughs> just because she can go out in the sun, I don't know if she likes it or not. I, I who knows? Like maybe that's just like a special thing she can only do. I don't know. I wouldn't like it. I think she just like <laughs> sleeping in her box. Yeah, it's probably cozy in there. I don't blame her. No, probably not. One well, thing I thought was the, uh, pretty funny um, was uh, Mr. Haganazuka uh, being like, I guess, like shy or embarrassed about how he was acting about the sword um it was a cool little scene and then um kotetsu is like embarrassed he's like yeah you, you you kind of overreacted there and he just has like a whole scene where he's like rampage just like mr hakanazuka always does. he's spin him around in circles i thought he was gonna throw him yeah. like mario dude <laughs> <laughs> that neutral grab was gonna go crazy um but yeah no it was it was a uh it was a good little scene definitely oh, one more thing while we're speaking about Mr. Ha- Haganazuka. Uh, mm-hmm. He said he was going to give us uh, Tanjiro, like, fix the sword and meet him at the Butterfly Mansion, blah, blah, blah. So do we think that he's actually getting the sword back? Or do you think he's getting his, like, a his old sword back? No, that's his sword now, dude. Yeah. Is, is it? So yes. I got mixed vibes from that. Like, I was, the way he was talking, he was going to, like, repair his old sword. Instead of fix up the new sword the rest of the way, so no, the reason he was mad is because he only got through the first stage of honing. Yeah, and then Tanjiro <laughs> cut a demon's head off with it, so he has to basically restart. <laughs> yeah, so he's got to go through that seventy-two hour process again. Uh, but yeah. that sword's gonna get an amp, and so it's gonna amp Tanjiro, and then we're gonna get some Hashira training. Yeah, dude, I think it's gonna have it's gonna have Rengoku's hilt on it too. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, is that it, boys? Yeah. That's the whole shebang. That's we 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 jumbled all together for you, but definitely go watch the episode if you haven't yet. It was it was unreal how good this episode was. Um, we'll be back next week with Mashal. 
Hell's Paradise, Insomniacs, and One Piece. We got a little four-show banger for you coming next week. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. Check us out on socials, linktree.com slash animedgens. And we'll catch you guys on Thursday for the bullshit hour. Bye. Bye. Bye.